Hello, good day wherever you are. This is BB Daklak, the convener of Burning Bush Ministry, and we are going to continue today our discourse on the unpardonable sin. So the question is, what is the unpardonable sin? Now today we're going to be going from just asking the question to dealing with issues that pertain to the unpardonable sin because you know I believe that we need to liberate the children of God from the thought that anything at all could condemn them to hell. Now last time we basically concluded by saying that the unpardonable sin is to insult the Holy Spirit by rejecting the person of Jesus and whenever we reject the person and ministry of Jesus we install the spirit of grace and that is the greatest form of blasphemy that could ever occur because the bible says the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy and this holy spirit is the spirit of prophecy he is one that bears testimony of jesus jesus said in the book of john it's chapter 16 and 15 he says um john 16 14 john 15 26 he says the holy spirit will glorify him he will testify of him you know the holy spirit's job is to magnify jesus and when we reject jesus we insult the holy spirit and that is one thing that god cannot tolerate now again we also said that the christian cannot um, blaspheme the holy spirit the christian cannot insult the holy spirit that way because the christian has already accepted christ as savior and lord but again in our lives we can we can reject in smaller measure the work of jesus the work of the holy spirit when we insist on doing things our own way when we insist on um laboring with the arm of flesh with with our in our own strength you know in acting um first corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 the apostle paul speaking said i am what i am by the grace of god he said you know, you know he said uh, he said i labored he said but yeah uh, what i am by the grace of god and the grace of god in me was not in vain but I labored more exceedingly than they all. Paul said he labored more exceedingly. He labored more abundantly than all the other apostles before him. He said, yet it wasn't I, but the grace of God that was within me. So Paul understood that it was grace that was working in and through him to make him do whatever he was, he was going to be able to do. In um, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse, uh, verse 10, Paul said, okay, now in verse 8 and 9, he was talking about how the turned the flesh was on him and everything, you know. And Paul said that Jesus told him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Then he concludes in verse 10 by saying, when I am weak, then I am strong. So Paul is saying that his place of weakness is a place where God's strength is made most manifest. Now I'm going to read to you something from the book of Jeremiah to understand what we're talking about. Jeremiah chapter 17 from verse 5 to verse 8. It says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Then it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For it shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when it comes, but its leaf will be green, you know, and it's, uh, I will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruits. So, Jeremiah is basically saying that if you trust in man, if you trust in your own flesh and your own ability and the, and the ability of other people before you, you'll find out that you're going to have um, scorched, you, you, you'll, be, you'll be scorched, you'll be patched, you'll be dried up. Amen. You will not see 
um, you, you'll not see when good comes you know but you said if you trust in the lord this is a basic fact here we have to trust in the lord see god understands that we have frailties the bible says he knows our frame and understands that we are dust and god knows your weaknesses and god does not count them against you in the book of second corinthians chapter 5 paul says that god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their sins against them understand that god does not count your sins against you god gives you unmerited favor to replace your sin you know god gives you favor in the place of your weakness he said my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in your weakness when grace unmerited favor comes to you you'll you'll you do more than you could have done in your own strength that's 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 the message from the apostle paul you know the jews they rejected jesus so much they saw grace but they chose the law and the law speaks of effort but your effort but grace speaks of god's effort the law is you working to achieve grace is god working for you to receive you know this was what blinded the pharisees so much that eventually they rejected jesus and and Pilate said i'm innocent of the, of the blood of this man Pilate washed his hands clean and said hey i am innocent of the blood of this man of this just man and the jews in matthew chapter 27 verse 25 they said his blood be on us and on our children now in AD 70 we saw what happened jesus had told them that they were going to have their temple destroyed and they were on their on their on their country will be overrun and truly in AD 70 general titus the, the, the roman general actually overrun jerusalem he burned it down and destroyed the temple to, to nothingness jesus told them not one stone will be left upon the other and it happened just like that so again to insult and blaspheme the holy spirit is to reject jesus uh we have seen that the jewish leaders got punished for it jesus told them in mark 13 it was going to happen and it happened now the rejection of jesus is the result of absolute self-righteousness dependence on the flesh and like we read in jeremiah 17 god cursed this dependence on the flesh so many christians are actually guilty of self-righteousness but we don't exactly deny jesus outright because we have accepted him as lord and savior now how much we walk in this reality of having accepted jesus christ as lord and savior determines our level of intimacy with jesus see jesus cursed the fig tree of self-righteousness and condemnation to teach us faith the bible says that adam and eve covered themselves with fig leaves when they saw that they were naked after they had sinned against god trying to hide from god's presence so when jesus came he cursed the fig tree in mark 11 i see that also in 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 book of matthew and after in matthew chapter yeah matthew 12 there about jesus christ cursed the fig tree and then began to teach on faith because faith is your intimacy with god but when you run away from god that's condemnation that comes from self-righteousness now when jesus caused the victory i'm going to teach faith you see he 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 glorified the the man man tried to glorify itself by wanting to be like god you understand that and that attempt failed because man did not know that he was already like god and every time we try to do things in, in our own flesh we are trying to be god you can't take god's place we do not reject jesus outright where he said that but as christians we continue to install the holy spirit and short circuit his power in our lives when we keep trying to be god when we keep trying to do things in our in our own strength okay and by the way i know that we we've, we've always looked at the book of hebrews there's there's a reference in hebrews chapter 12 where the bible talks about uh you know 
um, Hebrews chapter 10 sorry what the Bible talks about um, if you sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth they no more sacrifice for sin but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which devour the adversaries now now he's if we go on he said that um the one who trampled the son of god underfoot and counts the blood of the covenant by which was sanctified a common thing and installed the spirit of grace will be guilty of worse punishment than those who broke the law of moses so we'll understand this that the way to trample the son of god underfoot and count the blood of the covenant a common thing is to depend on self-effort there are people who they commit sin and they want to do penance in some way they want to do penitence you know for to for god to forgive them but you don't need anything for god to forgive you god forgives you he just forgives and when god forgives you you move on if you read on to that to, to the end of that chapter he says uh it says uh okay now in verse 31 he says it's fearful thing to fall into the hand of the living god now let's correct that by saying this you do not fall to the hand of the living god in isaiah chapter 49 the bible says that you are inscribed in this palm you are you are precious in the sight of god god sees you as precious and special you are inscribed on on his palm he's not here to to make you fall into his hands he's here to save you to free you to deliver you to make you sh- know understand his love that's god's function in your life he's making you to walk in his touches he's guarding you he's protecting you he loves you understand this god loves you yes and yes he's a consuming fire we see that in, in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 24 and paul repeats it in hebrews 12 29 but again god only consumes those who reject his word that's what hell is for hell is the fire that consumes those who reject jesus christ as lord and more than that you know we who are born again what the fire of god does is to burn off the impurities in our lives and make us more like jesus who is our sure foundation from first Corinthians chapter 3 i pray that you understand these things i'm going to depend on god to keep you clean for himself at the last day in jesus name amen Thank you.